0: The following recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. It's great to be with you again. uh, Welcome if you're joining us for the first time online. uh, It's such a wonderful privilege to have you uh, with us this morning as we come around our time of uh, sharing God's Word. Um, And as you'll notice, I'm doing it a little bit differently today. And over these next two weeks, what I wanted to do is for us as a church... To really engage with our mission statement, uh, which if you're a regular PCC attender, I hope you know is to follow Christ, to love his church and to serve our city and to engage with this idea of what does that look like for us in this environment? How do we live lives that are growing in love and growing in devotion to Jesus? How do we live lives that are growing in love and care for each other and the broader church of Jesus Christ? And how do we love and serve our city um, in this environment, serve those around us. And so the way I want to do that is by having some conversations with people uh, who've been thinking about this stuff or who are involved in doing this uh, in a regular uh, basis. And so this morning, uh, I have the great privilege of having Luke Hudson. Cuthbertson join us. Uh, He's one of our worship leaders. He's a music director. And Luke and I have been having conversations around this topic that we'll be exploring today about following Christ and what it means to do that, uh, particularly in light of COVID-19. And I found that Luke also has a real prophetic gift on his life and uh, and has a real sense of what God is saying to us individually as a church and maybe what God is doing in the broader context of his church. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, having this conversation with Luke and I'd like you to invite him as he comes and joins me. Um, To have this conversation. Hi, Hi, Lou. Hello, how are you going? Good, good. good. Thanks for uh, joining us.
1: It's great to be Uh, here.
0: Looking forward to uh, having your input as we talk about what it means to follow Jesus in this environment. Uh, Before we launch into it, uh,
1: how about you tell us a
0: bit about yourself?
1: Okay. Um, My name's Luke, as I've been introduced. Uh, I've been at PCC for uh, 11, 12 years uh, here with my wife, Peter. Um, And my kids, Harper and Judah, Um, I work in the entertainment industry, um, doing production, uh, lighting for events, uh, television, so corporate and concerts and things. Um, Yeah, I, uh, in this time, uh, quite challenged. Um, Our industry pretty much doesn't exist anymore, Mm. or to a large extent. Mm. Um, There's lots of challenges in that. Uh, as we yeah as the year kind of progressed you know jobs are cancelling mm. things not happening and as the 500 people ban came into place first that was a real sort of yeah, yeah. death um, blow death blow, yeah. <laughs> for want of a better word um, so for us we went from desperately trying to employ enough people to do everything that we had on um, to the place where a few days later we're calling them saying I'm sorry there's no more work for you and wow. um, Lots of challenges in navigating, uh, essentially letting people go, uh, and then also the challenges of: uh, Will I have a job? Will there be, you know, income for me? What does that mean for me? Like mm. my value in providing and um, all those sort of things. Luckily, you know, God has provided, and I still have a job. That's great. Slowly, yeah. Excellent.
0: Um, Well, um, I want to have this conversation with you about following Christ, uh, because over the the years we've been journeying together in this church, and just even more recently, uh, some of the conversations we've had about what does following Jesus look like has been quite interesting. And so as a starting point, I want us to think about worship um, and devotion, these ideas, which seem to me to be quite central to the Christian faith and the Christian experience. Um, As I look at the Bible, I see uh, from Exodus, uh, I've been reading through Exodus and I find that in in Exodus um, 19 and uh, following that God says a lot about how He redeemed and rescued the people of Israel from Egypt in order for them to worship Him, Mm. uh, to serve Him. And then we come to the New Testament and we see in Romans 12 uh, verse 1 where Paul talks about uh, present your bodies as living sacrifices. Um, uh, at, the, at a crucial moment in his argument in Romans mm. um, when he's talked about what God has done to save us in Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then this the phrase that we find in, in uh, Exodus 19, that God has created uh, his people to be a kingdom of priests. And then in 1 Peter 2, Peter picks up that same language and almost uses the same phrase, that God called us out of darkness into the kingdom of his Son so that we might declare his praises mm. as a kingdom of priests. And then when we get to Revelation 1, one and chapter 5, in those incredible scenes of worship, we, we see that idea again. What are your thoughts on that, that, that idea that worship is central to what it means to be a follower of Jesus?
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think with this idea of being a, uh, a royal priesthood, you know, um, and the idea that God has created us for worshipping him, and that is our place forever. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to attribute um, human motives to God, like we tend to think He's an egomaniac and yeah, yeah, needs yeah. us, and then even that we relate then a transactional relationship yep. of I'll give you worship, w- worship when you do this for me, yep. um, as opposed to you know the reality of Him being everything that we need. And the best definition of worship I've found lately is that our um, our Our worship or true worship is a response to the divine affection so it's a Mm. divine uh, invitation so we're invited into union with him and to experience his love and that our worship is a natural result or of that and so um you know as an example then our worship to fuel our worship we're focused on uh, him and on he- receiving from mm. him everything that we need, so that we then respond naturally in worship, um, it just helps to place god 's motives in the fact that he is doing what 's best for us mm. by making us um, realize that we want to worship him forever
0: mm. um. that 's great yeah. uh, uh, I-, I want us to unpack a little bit what we mean when we talk about worship because yep. as we get to revelation. Uh, we see these elders and these uh, created beings and the angels Mm. constantly worshipping God, singing and declaring God's greatness and His worth. And I think for some of us, we have this perception, wow, is that what I'm going to be doing in heaven forever? Just singing and singing and worshipping. And that doesn't sound like a very exciting way to spend eternity. Mm. Um, And I guess I wanted us to think about, you know, what what, what do we mean when we talk about God created us to worship and God brings us into relationship with him to worship, particularly in light of COVID-19, where we can't do the things that we normally associate with worship, which is kind of singing together, the things we do in a church building during a church service. That's how we conceptualize worship. And that's what we think we'll be doing in heaven forever. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, your understanding of what the Bible seems to be teaching about what worship is and how maybe we can continue to do that in this environment yeah. of COVID-19.
1: Um, yeah, obviously, I've got a, a special um, love for music and mm. um, singing. And I think there's amazing things that are done in that mm. in that uh, medium. Yep. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons why that's great. But in this time, we're kind of faced with the reality of having to unpack how much of what we do is Really for God, mm. um, even it's a deconstruction, yeah. There's a real deconstruction yeah, going yeah, yeah. on, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, there's a real time to be just with God mm. and receive from Him and to respond as we would respond. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not uh, always comfortable, there's a lot of challenges with it, and um, yeah, I just come back to that same thing of it being uh, a reflection, uh, sorry, a response to mm-hmm. God and for everything that he pours out in us. Um,
0: yeah. And so I guess picking up from that, the idea seems to be more about delight. Yeah. Enjoying God for mm-hmm. who he is. And and we can do that right now without music, without um, many of the other things that we associate with worship at church. Uh, and we can certainly do that forever in, in heaven where we just delight and enjoy God and Him being our Father. And, and that seems to be really at the very heart of what God is doing in saving people, yeah. bringing them into that place of intimate delight in Him. Is that been yeah, your experience?
1: Definitely. I think there's like a turning point for me when I understood the moment when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. It's not a strong arm into um, you submission. Must do this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. actually a revelation of His glory that will every human heart will say, "This, at long last, is what I was made for. This mm. is the fuel I was meant to live off, which is the the glory of God and intimacy with Him." Mm. And That, yeah, in this time, we have an opportunity to start to experience some of that Mm. as we face the realities of the things we normally rely upon just sort of crumbling Mm. around us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, I was reflecting too on the power of isolation. You know, in the Bible, uh, many of the biblical characters encountered God in profound ways, in in life changing ways, in their isolation and aloneness. It's
1: very true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so thinking about I guess worship then leads me to our next uh, thing that we want to explore: uh, the nature of sin, um, and if if really our hearts are designed. To worship God, then anything that detracts from that, detracts us from following Jesus, has to be the essence of sin. And as I was thinking about that, I realized that for, for many of us, the challenge of being faithful to Jesus and following Jesus in this environment is probably not going to come from a direct frontal assault by the enemy. Most of us would be able to recognize that for what it is and repel that. Mm. But I I think that the real danger is the gradual hardening of our heart or the cooling off of our passion, our delight. Um, And I'm reminded of the illustration, I think I've shared this with our church before, of the the hunting dog that started the day pursuing this glorious stag uh, with gorgeous antlers, and he was chasing after it, and then soon into the chase, he was diverted to chase after a fox, um, and he began pursuing the fox, and then soon after that, it was a rabbit, and soon after that, it was a mouse, and it ends up, at the end of the day, you know, sniffing at a mouse that was run into its its mouse hole, and just made me realize that the thing that probably threatens our allegiance to Christ and following of Christ is more the distractions and Pursuing other things and and delighting in other things, and the Bible uses the word "idol" mm. to convey that idea.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on on idolatry? I guess in the, in the Western culture. Yeah, well, um, it's definitely a big one that's I think being addressed at the moment is the things that we've placed our trust and certainty in. Mm. And if we come back to, once again, it's sort of difficult to not attribute human motives to God. And so in this place. Is it not his kindness if we were made to, for him, mm. for our utmost delight and joy to be found in him and that he's the very fuel that our souls need? Mm. Um, isn't it his kindness to remove the substitutions that we've placed uh, in the way? Um yeah,
0: do do you think that the reason sometimes our heart goes after these things is because we we believe the ultimate lie of the enemy that mm. there is true satisfaction? Oh, in those places,
1: definitely. You know, um, and, and a lot of it has to do with just misunderstanding of mm. things or a good thing where we do find God, mm. a life from God, mm. and that's what we need. We need you know the life that we've we've been created for from Him, and we just over time we found it there, and so we keep going back thinking that thing is going to save us or give us what we need but Mm. it's only him and he's not always predictable (laughs) so if we if we can just make this
0: a little bit more personal what what has been your personal journey and experience of God revealing the idols of your heart and how has he been at work to I guess bring you back to himself and finding your delight in him uh, and rejecting the the counterfeit that those idols offer you
1: yeah kind of reminded that we um we never fully appreciate or know everything that he's doing um and over the years i've just as i look back i realize how much mm. he's been doing um you know i've had idols of um work you know and mm. pre- being uh productive mm. um doing a lot of things quickly hurry um I've had idols of people's opinions mm. and approval um and to be honest still like we're never Mm. you know i'm still in process Mm. um yeah so i think for me there was a time where it really hit home a few years ago when i started with having a lot of anxiety and panic Mm. um and then just being undone by god uh to the point where there's times where yeah i if i am sort of feeling that anxiety there's nothing else other than him that can soothe Mm. that um, bring peace but just learning to notice when my heart is drifting, when mm-hmm. I'm finding security day-to-day in other things and then just bringing it back, um, yeah, to him. Mm.
0: Now, In the past, we've talked about Western culture and how mm. our idols don't look like yeah. the idols in other cultures. If you had to kind of say what, uh, what, what a main root idol would be that we struggle with. most, yeah. the well, well, well.
1: there's certainty and control. Yeah. Like, wow. yeah. Um, this is one of the things when I was kind of rambling on with my ideas of why I thought I could have, you know, saved the world from COVID better. You know, in your <laughs> mind you start to go, "I would have done this better. I would have done that better." And and God sort of brought me back to his his kindness mm. in Him, just being able to just pull out um, some of the securities we have mm. and some of the systems we've created to give us assurance and mm. trust, um, and just expose them for what they are mm. in our lives. we have all very much it's completely uncertain and we don't know what's going on and we're not in control yeah but he is and but he's done it in a way of bringing down our systems that really was quite kind mm. although it's a lot of people struggling yeah, with a lot yeah, of things absolutely. a lot of bad things happening it's his kindness, I think, that leads us to repentance. Mm.
0: So. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, you think about the things that are being attacked. It's our health, yeah. which is a big thing. Yep. Uh, it's our work. Yep. Uh, relationships. <laughs> yep. Our money.
1: Our money. <laughs> um, yeah, huge Retirement, things. Investments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and busyness.
1: Busyness. You know, yeah. like
0: that's such a, a badge of honor in our culture. Yeah. And now, you know, people are at home doing home renovations to fill their time. Yeah. You know, other things that are, they're discovering. Yeah. Um, and yeah, interesting how yeah God is realigning some of our yeah. values and priorities in the midst of all that 's going yeah, yeah, on definitely so as we 're kind of pulling some things together and and kind of thinking through you know moving forward, and I guess we can spend a little bit more time unpacking this, you know what does worship look like in our context you know today and uh, in in terms of God drawing us into a deeper place of intimacy with him because I know, again, from personal experience, and you've shared as well, the stripping away of idols can be a really scary, unsettling, exposing kind of place. Um, But I'm hearing you say that it's kindness, it's God's kindness. Mm. Um, So how might God be at work in us individually in this space, uh, in, in us as a church, to bring us to this place of, uh, following Jesus more wholeheartedly, more, more sincerely, more genuinely, um, I guess i 'm thinking of uh, expressions that, that, an expression that many of us have, might have heard this idea of worshipping in the dark, and many of us feel that that darkness, you know the, the isolation, the depression, uh, the loneliness, and a whole bunch of things that 's creeping into our existence right now. Um, how do we keep drawing close to God? Uh, in this space um, and having our hearts stay soft towards God?
1: Yeah, I think there's um, so there's obviously the habit of remembering what he's done in the past that's mm. really, really helpful um, because we, we come to this idea of okay, similar to Daniel mm. God's, I'm not in control, he is but the next thing question is well, <laughs> can I trust him? Is yeah, he good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so reminding ourselves of the things he's done in the past is extremely helpful and um also, yeah, just uh, coming alongside the 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 ultimate truth, which is in the cross. We've seen that mm. He is good, mm. and He is trustworthy, and His love was just all out there. Yeah. Um. So I think for me, the real simple truths are the strongest at the moment, which is you know. The love of God, mm. you know, to experience that love, though it's beyond knowledge and the peace that passes understanding because mm. that uncertainty that we have, it's it's the reality that we aren't in control. Yeah. And so there are things beyond our understanding there, that are there for our rescue, mm. you know, um, joy that makes us strong inside the joy of the Lord mm. and, and the hope that's an anchor for the soul yeah. to place our hope in something that's coming. Not what's here now, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Um, a reminder of even with Daniel, it's the kindness of God. As Daniel seeks God to say, I want to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he goes, here you go. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, You have no chance of understanding this. And we barely have a chance of understanding it. But at the end, his kindness is you, Daniel, just go be you. Mm-hmm. And I'll be with you and you trust me. And at the end... You'll, get, you'll rise again and you'll get an inheritance beyond your wildest imagination. Mm. I think in this time of uncertainty, we have no choice but to rely upon Jesus in a new way. Mm. And maybe the conversation, you don't have an experience of, but there's a time when it's dark and you, you can't remember the things that he's done. Mm. But to place that trust and begin a conversation of, okay Jesus I choose to trust you here and then I always know that he always comes through Mm. and he never fails Mm. and it's easy for me to say that now but there's times where I wasn't sure yeah and but I have that history now to build upon and I think in the midst of this he's creating a people that have an experience of that trust that then can live out the next whatever happens next Mm. with a, a stronger foundation and a conversational intimacy with him yeah. yeah that's
0: really good i was just when you were saying that i was thinking about how how much a part of israel's story that idea is how god kept reminding mm. them of his past acts yeah. of redemption and faithfulness and how he instituted so many things to help them remember. You know, there's these altars being built everywhere, remembrance yeah. pillars being erected. Yeah, definitely. Just these monuments to God's... Because we forget. Yeah, yeah to God's <laughs> so faithfulness easily. and God's goodness and, and how important that is, you know, to keep in mind as we're in this period of uncertainty, remember when you know, yeah. he did that yep. and he will do it again and yeah. we can trust in the goodness of God, and like you said, I think the cross is the ultimate display of that, and yeah. that's why I love, you know, celebrating communion together uh, as we've done today, mm. even though we're scattered. It's just taking that moment to to refocus our heart and to come back to the centrality of the Lordship and 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 the 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 righteousness of Jesus and how all of what all of that has accomplished for mm. us and God's great display of His goodness and love for us yeah. um, to keep us anchored in this uncertain time yeah. as we look back to to that event.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's, um, I've lost it.
0: Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. No, uh, yeah, no, I was thinking how important <laughs> remembering is and, yeah. and journaling and kind of consciously drawing near to God by remembering his His past faithfulness. And I think often it's when we forget that we get uncertain and when we when we really struggle when we forget how god has been faithful you know up 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 until now uh and you know like you're saying when we look ahead there's anxiety but when we look behind there's a sense of assurance you know to face the uncertainty moving forward
1: yeah i I think that love of god you know really coming back to his is can we trust him yeah such a um profound shift uh yeah in securing us in this time Mm. um
0: yeah. Any last thoughts before we kind of wrap up? Any concluding challenge you want to put out to our people in terms of what God might be saying and doing in our hearts right now?
1: I think uh, in this time there's a real opportunity to draw close to Jesus. One of the challenges that um, someone put to me was, go and find out what Jesus thinks about mm-hmm. what's going on. Because like I'm not in... Uh, your circumstance I can't in my mind I'm I'm not going to solve your problems and but the what I found was Jesus was incredibly joyful Mm. hopeful Mm. um, loving kind and in those moments it reminds me that we have to be reminded that we can't fix ourselves these idols that we have we are forced into a position where we can only rely upon him yeah um to be the f- everything that we need but mm. also to be our healer for mm. his love to heal and his kindness to come in and draw us into that repentance. Yeah. And um yeah, I think that's only Jesus, you know. That's all we can hope on. Yeah, that's but, awesome. Yeah.
0: Thanks Luke, thanks for your thoughts and thanks for joining me in this conversation um, and thank you for, for joining us we hope that it's been really helpful having this conversation as you think about what it means to follow Jesus in the light of COVID-19 and if you're watching and you are not a follower of Jesus and you really haven't uh, come to God and received his forgiveness and received the, the assurance of God's love and grace in your life through Jesus, we would love to, to talk with you uh, and you can contact us through our website uh, or through email, and yeah, we would really love the opportunity of having a conversation with you and sharing with you how incredible Jesus is and what He has done to rescue us and redeem us and save us and bring us into God's family and to give us that assurance of eternal hope that you too can enjoy and participate in. Well, I'm going to pray, um, and, uh, and then we're going to sing our final song, uh, which again I think is really apt and appropriate. It's called Draw Me Close to You, and I invite you uh, to, to make this your prayer and to really sing it uh, with an open heart and, and intentionally draw near to God. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for this time. We thank you for the opportunity uh, to have this conversation and to consider uh, what it means to follow Jesus in this environment. And Lord, we pray that as you continue to strip away the things that we put our security and our confidence in, as you strip away our control and expose, Lord, uh, the idols maybe that are hiding in our hearts that you would lead us in your kindness to repentance and to real life and to true satisfaction that can only be found in Jesus. We pray, Father, that you would fill our hearts with what Luke was talking about, this love that is beyond knowing, uh, this peace that passes understanding, this hope that's an anchor for our soul, and this joy that overflows and gives us str- a strength in the midst of trials. Lord, we pray that as we move into a, a new week with all of the unsightly, Certainty that's ahead, that Lord, you would be uh, the strength that grounds us uh, in the assurance of your love. And so we pray, Father, uh, that you would continue to bless us uh, and continue to strengthen us as we move forward. And we commit ourselves to you and to your grace in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Parramatta Christian Church Podcast. To hear other sermons or to find out more about our church, please visit our website at pcc.org.au.